You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. In today's episode, you're going to get something pretty awesome. What is it? Well, what it is, is an old program that I once had. It's called the Fearless Formula. And what I did in this program was talk about how to overcome your fear and how to build self-esteem and how to be more fearless and courageous with women through building your self-esteem because that's really the way that you do become fearless with women. The most confident guy in the room is the guy who likes himself the most, feels he deserves happiness and doesn't let anything get him down. So he goes over and talks to the woman even though he has a chance of rejection. And I want to turn you into that guy, into that beast. Okay, So that's what today's episode is really all about. And what it is, is one of the first modules in that fearless formula program that I once had, where I review an amazing book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon. Highly recommend you check it out. It does read a little bit like a textbook, but it's really uh, not as dry as I just made it you know, sound right there. But it is very interesting. And it also will help you with... Well, that's what it does help you with, with building your self-esteem and, and becoming more confident. So in this episode, you're going to hear me go over the whole first chapter and talking about the first pillar of self-esteem, which is practicing life on a conscious level and being more conscious and aware of things. And it is a a very important pillar. I think that's why it's number one, because I think awareness is the most important. So you're going to hear all about that on this episode. And we're going to be talking about ways that you can start to tap into that idea and then overcome the fear and build self-esteem. I know I'm kind of throwing a lot of keywords at you, but we go into specific techniques. I give you a whole exercise here in terms of what you can do to get this part handled. I wish I could ask you guys if you wanted to get more of these. I can't because there's no social media around podcasts, but I'm hoping at least that the download numbers are high. It shows me it's some somewhat of interest to you. And then we'll, we'll do another one from the program because it, it really is amazing. I did a whole 10-hour program on this. I've already released a few episodes. Like There was an episode that I did where I interviewed my brother, who's a doctor in psychology, but I haven't released any episodes where I actually dive into the idea of the pillars of self-esteem and how to build it. And it is just crucial. This is like the inner game, so to speak, right? There's inner game and outer game. Outer game is the things that you say and the things that you do and the way that you behave that attracts women. And your inner game is the way that you think and feel and most importantly, think and feel about yourself. Okay, so we'll be going into that, into this episode. You're gonna love it. It's pretty in-depth. I wouldn't be surprised if you took a lot of notes here. There's a lot of good nuggets that are going to help you out a ton. One thing that I focus on in the Trip Advice Coaching Program is building confidence through the repetition of approaching women, talking to women, and also diving into specific mindsets that are custom to you depending on what your issues are. Every guy is unconfident for different reasons. And I like to help guys with that specifically because sometimes it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So if you're interested in building confidence and getting rid of that fear of women and socializing, you can work with me one-on-one. It is available to you. Just go to coachedbytrip.com and apply to work today. The reason why I have an application process is because the demand is high. I can only work with so many people and I have to make sure that what you say in the application is something I can help you with. So don't be too scared. It's, it's not like you're application is going to go unnoticed. Every single application gets read. It gets read by me. And as long as you just fill it out and you're honest, then you and I will talk on the phone and we will talk about coaching. So don't be afraid in terms of like getting rejected. It just all depends on, you know, are you over 18? Are you taking the application seriously? Is this something that you're actually interested in doing? And most guys are that way. And if so, you and I hop on a call, we discuss more and tell you all about the coaching program. So check that out coachedbytrip.com if you want specific help from me. In the meantime, here is the episode talking about the first pillar of self-esteem. In this installment, we are talking about pillar one of the book. Oh, 
Here's the book right here. This is called, well, you can see it on the screen, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon. Hopefully you've gotten the book. If you haven't, then you need to get this and read along as we do this program together. We're going to be going over the six pillars of self-esteem. I'll be explaining why in just a second, why this is so crucial and so important to what's going on with you and your fear and overcoming your fear. As you can see, lots of notes here because there's a lot of stuff to go over and I'm excited to be sharing it with you. And, you know, what we're going to be going over is going to be specific to how it's going to be helping you with women in dating. But just so you know, this is still going to help you in all areas of your life, okay? So just remember that as we go through each pillar, this can apply, this is applying generally to your self-esteem, which in general affects every single area of your life. So don't just think about this as a way to get better with women and dating, but uh, but everything else. And the book, again, is called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon, and it is highly regarded as one of the best books on self-esteem that has ever been uh, been created or written, I should say. So make sure that you get that book so you can follow along for the rest of the program because this is just the first pillar and we have five more pillars to go. Now, it is a pretty thick book, but there's only one section in this book that is about the six pillars. So if you don't want to read the intro or the outro, which you should still probably do, um, you can at least follow along by going over the pillars. But I do suggest you do read the introduction because it really sets you up to help you understand what self-esteem is all about. And again, why it is so crucial to helping you overcome your fear. So let's get into it. So here is the idea. Self-esteem is directly related to fear in your life. It's directly related to how you feel, to your emotions, to the potential depression that you might have, or the anxiety that you might have, the sadness, even all the positive things. It's directly related to your happiness, how you feel throughout the day, right? Basically, here's the idea is that when our self-esteem is very low or we don't have much self-esteem, what happens is we're easily manipulated by fear, okay? You're easily manipulated by fear. So what that means is that when you have low self-esteem, and by the way, self-esteem, I'll define in a second because there's two components of it, but if you don't know what that is, that's basically the way in which you view yourself and how you feel about yourself. Um, again, we'll be going over what it is specifically and the two components that make it up. But just remember that self-esteem is directly correlated to the fear that you might feel, okay? Basically, people who have low self-esteem, they live more to avoid pain than to actually experience joy. What happens is that they're overtaken by fear. And when you're overtaken by fear, your whole life is all about how do I avoid the pain? And how do I stay in this comfort zone, which we've talked about in the past sections of the program, right? The idea that when you're in your comfort zone, nothing really happens and you stay safe and you think you're safe, but really you're not doing anything to help raise your self-esteem. And we're going to be talking about how to do that really in the next uh, six modules here. And today we're talking specifically about living consciously, which again, We'll get to very soon. But just understand and know that self-esteem is directly correlated to it. So if you have higher self-esteem, fear doesn't become an issue. Fear doesn't become an issue because you feel better about yourself. You feel better about the way that you live and go through life. And when you feel better about those things, fear doesn't really live very well in that area, right? Fear has a difficult time living inside the brain of a person who regards themselves as someone who is worthy. And I should also explain, and it talks about this in the book as well, is that self-esteem should not be confused with arrogance or, um, or showing off or thinking that you're better than other people. In fact, that's the opposite. Once you start becoming arrogant or once you start um, putting other people down or thinking you're better than other people, that's the opposite. Most people who have low self-esteem are thinking that way. You know, a person who has high self-esteem isn't trying to compare themselves to others and making themselves look good because they already know that they're 
awesome and they're not thinking about other people as a lower than them. Someone who has high self-esteem is usually trying to bring other people up around them because people who think they're better than others really actually fear the other people, right? They, they're living in fear because they fear that if there's someone that's better than them, well, that means that they're not good. And then that means that, uh, that they're not worthy, right? So it's all kind of this vicious cycle. And the second you start feeling not as worthy, well, that's the second that you have low self-esteem. So I hope that makes sense and, and that's all connected. We'll be doing a Q&A at the end of this. So if you guys have any questions, we'll be you know, answering those and, and going deeper if we need to. But just understand again, that fear directly correlated to your self-esteem. And that's why we're talking about this. That's why I picked this book out for us to go over and to dissect and to understand. Because when we have raised self-esteem, fear doesn't have a chance. Okay. So also let's talk about this idea that when you have poor self-esteem, the fundamental goal ends up being to escape the terror of life and to not live. And the opposite, high self-esteem, they seek new frontiers. So someone who has low self-esteem, what ends up happening is they're just reacting to everything that's happening and they're not pushing through and being able to do what the high self-esteem person can, seek new frontiers. In this case, this might be being able to go and meet a new woman or not being scared to move further with her or move further with her in terms of getting a relationship or getting physical with her, right? So these are some of the things that you need to think about in terms of how a person with high self-esteem might actually go about the world. And I'm saying all this to you right now in my way of convincing you that you should be working on your self-esteem because when you have that, you're going to be seeking new frontiers and accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish in life. Okay. And so I'm going to go over right now, the two components of what make up self-esteem. Then you can understand better what I'm basically talking about, right? Of course, you might've learned this in school. You might've learned this from pop culture, we talk with us all the, all the time about self-esteem and saying, you know, how you view yourself. Do you like yourself? Do you hate yourself? But the two components that Nathaniel Brandon talks about are self-efficacy and self-respect. Those are the two things that make up how you feel about yourself. So self-efficacy is the confidence in the face of life's challenges and self-respect is feeling worthy of experiencing happiness. So those are the two things. Let's go over those each one by one. So I'm talking about here the two components, self-efficacy, the first one in no particular order. This is basically the fact that you can go about the world and whenever there's a challenge, you know you can face it. Because a person with low self-esteem, when he comes across a challenge, he's going to think, well, I suck, I'm not good enough, and I'm not going to be able to do it. And you might be thinking right now, well, Trip, what if there's something that I've literally never done before and can't do? Well, this is where the person with high self-esteem comes in and says, it doesn't matter if it's new. It doesn't matter if it's scary. It doesn't matter if I feel fear. I'm still going to go after it anyways. I'm going to face life's challenge, right? I said before, it's not about you know sitting in the corner and holding yourself, metaphorically speaking, right? And being like, no, I'm just trying to avoid all the pain. But again, it's about moving through that, standing up and saying, hey, I'm going to do the thing that I need to do to accomplish the goals I need to accomplish to live the life of happiness, which brings me to part two of the basic components of self-esteem. Part two is self-respect, feeling worthy of experiencing happiness. I'm going to say that again, really important here, feeling worthy of experiencing happiness. You know, are you sitting here right now today? Are you watching this? And are you saying to yourself, you know what? I do feel worthy of it. I do feel worthy of experiencing happiness. Do you? Ask yourself that question. If you want, you can respond in the chat as well. Do you feel worthy of it? Do you say, you know what? Not only do I want to experience happiness, but I am a worthy of enough being to experience it. Now, a lot of you might say yes. You who's watching right now, you might say, yes, I am worthy of it. But what's very interesting is that we end up taking actions and doing things that don't go along with that. I'll give you a prime example right now. You see a woman that you wanna to talk to, but you're too scared to go over and approach her. 
And so a person with high self-esteem says, I feel worthy of experiencing happiness, so I'm going to give myself the opportunity to go over and meet this girl, even if I get rejected, even if I don't know what to say, even if I feel embarrassment, because self-efficacy, I will be able to learn and figure out how to move through the challenges, even if I make a mistake, even if I get rejected, even if I get embarrassed, even if I feel all these emotions. And it's okay to feel those emotions, by the way. Okay, it's okay to feel the person who has high self-esteem isn't, uh, you know, isn't lacking emotions. He still feels uh, embarrassed. He still feels uh, challenged. He still feels sad and anxious and depressed. He still feels those things, but he's deciding to move through it anyways because component two, he feels worthy of experiencing the happiness, right? Cool. People in the chat are saying, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I like it. Very cool. Okay. Very cool. I like it. So, that's the whole idea behind what self-esteem is. So think about that and the concept of, of moving through your life. Think about self-esteem in that way. And of course, we'll be going over this for the next six weeks, but really important to understand. Do I feel worthy of happiness? Do I have the confidence to face life's challenges? And if you don't have either of those, well, that's why we're doing this because I'll be going over how to do that. And in today's video, we're going to be going over step one, okay? And here's another uh, basically component that I want to talk about not a component of self-esteem, but a, uh, just something in general here about self-esteem before we get into pillar number one. And that's that a lot of people, what they do is instead of working on their self-esteem, like you're doing right now, that you're going to do, because I know that you're watching this and I've told you how important it is. Uh, but instead what people do is they try to increase their self-esteem externally instead of internally. We're going to be working on how to do this internally. Whereas in people try to do it externally, like seeking it through uh, drugs and addictions, through material things, through trying to be cool, trying to be popular, um, maybe trying to meet a lot of girls or have sex with a lot of girls. Right? These are all external factors that might bring you what feels like self-esteem. You might feel good in the moment, but if any of you already know that some of these things, well, what am I saying? All of these things are very temporary. It's false. It's like a false feeling of self-esteem, you know, feeling, um, trying to be popular, trying to, you know, hook up with a lot of girls, trying to, you know, get cool things and trying to make a lot of money, all these things. It's a never ending game. It's a never ending game. You're going to want more and more and more and more. And it's like having this, uh, hole where there's a bottomless pit where you try to throw things into it and it can't ever fill up because it's bottomless. That's the whole idea here by trying to acquire material goods or trying to meet lots of girls, um, trying to be popular, all these external things, or trying to do drugs or doing anything uh, of that sort is going to be trying to fill a bottomless pit. It's never going to happen. So you keep on trying to do it more and more and more because you do feel a little bit better, but it's not sustainable. And so we're going to be going over the sustainable way to do this. So that's kind of the introduction here. I know we got a lot of people watching, almost over 100 so uh, this is really cool. Guys, get ready because we're going to do a Q&A at the end where I'm going to be going over all this stuff if you have any questions. So stuff regarding to self-esteem in general and pillar number one. So pillar number one is the practice of living consciously. The practice of living consciously. Okay. And I like to say this is kind of like step one. I, you know, he doesn't put it in steps here in the book, but it just feels like there is a reason why he talks about pillar one. Or I should say that's there's a reason why he talks about um, living consciously as pillar number one. Okay. Because this feels like the very beginning of what you're going to have to do in order to start building self-esteem. Okay. So what is the practice of living consciously? Very simple. This is not a very difficult concept to understand. What it is, is it's the idea of bringing awareness into your life on every level. So that's all it is. Think about conscious as an awareness, right? And you know, you've heard of someone who's unconscious, like literally like they're sleeping unconscious, right? They're not in reality. So this is the awareness on every level in reality, okay? So the way that you're thinking, 
the way that you're feeling, by the way, that's body and mind, right? You could feel hot, you could feel cold, you could feel in pain, you could feel pleasure, right? In your body. It's also how you're feeling in your mind. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you not really feeling much of any emotion? Are you tired? Are you awake? And it's also the way you're interacting with people. So again, what I'm talking about here is being conscious, being aware of all the different areas of your life, the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling, the way that you're interacting with people. Okay. So what does this mean? What is this all about? Why does this help? We'll get into that. Okay. But just understand that it's not just the awareness. It's not just the awareness, but it's acting on what you're seeing and what you know. Okay. So what does that mean? That means that the practice of living consciously, this number one pillar, this first pillar, it's not just about being, okay, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of the thing I need to be aware of, but it's also about taking action on it. It's about taking action on whatever it is that you're aware of. So, you know, for example here, if you're aware that every day you get, you know, very sad and you're not sure why, well, step one here is being aware of it. And step two is taking action on it and being able to do something about it. And if you have self-esteem or you're trying to build your self-esteem, then you will work through whatever you need to work through to get to that point. Okay. So think about it in those terms. But again, he's talking about here is acting on what you're seeing and what you know. So you're aware of what's going on in your mind and your body, the way you're dealing with people, the way you're thinking, and then you take that information and you do something with it, okay? When you're aware of what's going on, then you can change something, like I said, help raise your self-esteem. So it's all about being aware of what's going on, okay? So I'm going to be going over right now a few different areas of what you should be conscious in. And we'll be doing a cool exercise at the end that's going to help you be conscious in the most important areas of your life. So don't just think that I'm giving you a limited list here because it's really unlimited and it's all up to you. And there's no right answer. It's really about being conscious in the areas of your life that are important to you. But before we get into that, I'll be going over some areas that it's going to be helpful for you to be conscious in some deeper things that you might not think about. Okay. So first is the idea of reaching out toward relevant facts rather than withdrawing from them. And this is really key here, really key, okay? So what do I mean by reaching out toward relevant facts rather than withdrawing from them? Well, relevant facts, relevance, meaning that this is facts that are pertaining towards your needs, your wants, your goals. In this case, it might be meeting a woman, right? So you're going to want to reach out towards the things that are relevant to you in terms of what you want in this world. And you should be conscious of that. Okay. So what are you being conscious and what are you being aware of in this situation? It's being open to the new information that comes at you. So right now we're doing it right now, not to get all meta on you, but right now you're doing this exact thing. Okay. You are listening to me talk about this stuff. Hopefully you're open to the information. Of course, it's okay to, um, to be skeptical in anything. You should never just believe what anyone tells you, myself included. But still, you're open to the new information. You're not shutting it down. And also, you're seeking out new information, which you're already doing right now. So you're already ahead of the game because you're watching this. You've already seeked out information to help you. So this is you being conscious of the relevant facts that you need in terms of raising your self-esteem and living an overall better life, right? So we're being, we're being uh, aware of these facts and we're not withdrawing from them. So for example, someone, someone might be like uh, not paying attention to the information that's coming at them, what they might be learning and really kind of going away from it or being scared of it or not wanting to learn something new. So there's another uh, interesting bit of information I'll be going over that's similar to this. But just understand that right now you're doing it and then you need to continue to do it. Again, not to believe everything that I'm saying, but to, and not to believe what anyone else is saying, but to be open to relevant information that pertain to what you need in your life, whatever your needs, your wants, and your goals are. Okay. So you ask yourself, are you conscious to the new information provided or are you withdrawn? 
I'm guessing if you're watching this, this is not going to be so much of a problem for you because if you're watching this, that means you're seeking out information to help yourself. So you are conscious and aware on some level, which is very good. Okay. All right. Here's another thing we should go over. It's in terms of being conscious, noticing and confronting impulses to avoid or deny painful or threatening realities. Big stuff here. Noticing and confronting impulses to avoid or deny painful or threatening realities. Okay. So when you're in fear, what we do is we retreat and our brain starts to go into this unconscious mode to avoid thinking or feeling what needs to be thought or felt. That's what we do, right? We end up going to this impulse to just to just go away from it, to, to go away from the fear because fear doesn't feel good. So we try to get away from it, but we try to get away from that. And Nathaniel Brandon calls that unconscious mode because we're trying to just avoid it and not be conscious of it. We're trying to be, become unaware of it. And we do that, right? We do that. I think that there's times that we all do that in our life when there's something that's scary. You know, you see that girl over there and you want to talk to her, but you create excuses to avoid it. Or maybe you just stop looking at her and you're like, oh, I don't want to look at that pretty girl because I know if I look at her, I'm going to want to approach her, but I'm not going to be able to because I'm too scared and I just need to avoid this altogether. And you walk away. And that's what we do. We avoid and we deny painful or threatening realities. And so I'm telling you is that we want to be conscious of this. We want to notice and confront these impulses that that help us, not help us, that, that hurt us when we try to avoid them because that's the natural thing to do. And I'm going to quote this right here, right now from the book that's so powerful that it's completely pertinent to what's going on here. And he says this, fear and pain should be treated as signals not to close our eyes, but to open them wider, not to look away, but to look more attentively. So you need to train yourself and be conscious of the fact that when we feel fear and when we're freaked out, we're feeling all this negative emotion and we're scared. It's not about trying to close our eyes and avoid it's about opening them and confronting it and moving toward it, which is something that I've talked about on, on previous videos here in the Fearless Formula, moving toward it, moving toward that pain, very important. So you wanna be conscious of what's trying to stop you. So I wanna ask you right now, we're gonna take a little poll from, from you on Facebook and you on YouTube. What is it that you fear right now that you're avoiding? I know this is gonna be a vulnerable question. A lot of people don't wanna answer. But I ask you to challenge yourself. And remember, one of the areas of self-esteem and building it is, is being able to confront the challenges of life. So I'm challenging you right now to be vulnerable with me and answer the question, what is it that you fear right now? What are you avoiding in your life? So we'll wait right here while we get some answers. Go ahead and write them in the chat. What do you fear right now that you're avoiding? There's over a hundred of you here right now, so I'm not gonna keep talking until I hear it. All right, we got talking to the girl I like, being rejected, kissing the girl I like, being rejected. Someone said Trump. Someone said being rejected by a female. Someone said they fear being more social and talking to classmates. Someone said they fear making a fool of themselves in front of a woman. Approaching a girl at a public place. The fear that they can't be open to girls. Someone said, I fear losing people like my friends. I fear rejection. I fear failing in life. Failing, going out and meeting women in the morning, in the day, and in the night being rejected, All right? So a lot of these are very common. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that this is, uh, if you didn't write this down, this is something that you're fearing also. It's getting rejected, rejected, right? Fearing, re fearing addiction. So fear getting into a relationship. Yeah, a lot of people have that fear as well. Good, good. These are really good answers. These are really good answers. So what you just did here is the first step in practicing being conscious, right? Living consciously. We just did it right now. 
because we looked inside of ourselves and we said, what is it that we fear? What is it that's difficult for us? What are we avoiding? And being conscious of that is really the first step because when you're conscious of it and you're aware of it, well, then you can start to see the impulses that help. I keep saying help. The impulses that that assist in you avoiding or denying something painful or something threatening, which in this case for you, a lot of you, is rejection, is embarrassment. But I'm sure that relating back to this idea of self-esteem, that if we're conscious of this and we start to reject, now we're going to be the ones doing rejecting, rejecting the impulses that help us avoid this and instead moving toward it, right? I'm sure that these are the things that are going to help you raise your self-esteem, even if, even if you mess up even if you mess up. We'll be talking about that in a minute here, about the idea of making mistakes, because I know that this is all, I mean, everything you guys are saying right now is the idea of being scared of making a mistake, right? You don't know what to do in terms of meeting a woman. You're not sure what to say. You don't have high self-esteem, so you're you're thinking that you're going to screw up, that you're going to make a mistake, then it's all going to go bad. And it, it might, you know, you're, 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 Potential, and we're just talking here, the potential worst reality might come true. You might go over there and she might embarrass you like crazy, right? And what's that going to do? Make you feel terrible. But in, in reality, it's only hurting something that doesn't really exist, right? Is, the, is this, um, this concept you have of yourself. It's not really doing anything bad to you. It's not doing anything actually bad to you. So let's move on because we're going to be talking about mistakes in a little bit here. Okay, another area where you want to be conscious, another area where you want to be conscious is being conscious of where you are relative to your goals and projects. So we're kind of, we're moving forward here, right? So you might be thinking now, you know, you probably are conscious of where you are relative to your goals, at least with women, right? You're at this place where you're like, I can't approach her. I can't talk to her. I can't get into a relationship because I fear rejection. So you need to be conscious of this. You need to be conscious of where you are. This is going to help you move forward in your life with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Because I hope you know, and I should be uh, an example here, and there's thousands of men out there who are examples of being able to accomplish the goal of being able to meet the woman that you want and get into a relationship with the type of woman you want. It is possible. That's a fact, by the way, that no one can argue with that. I mean, it, it is hundred percent possible for that to happen. hundred percent possible for you to be able to be successful with women in dating. Okay. So just understand that, know that as a fact, because I've seen it, it's possible for you. Okay. It's possible and probable. But again, going back to what I'm saying here is you got to be conscious of where you are in that situation. Where are you? Where are you with that? Because if you know where you are, well, then you're going to know how you can move forward, where you need to be, where you need to go. If you don't know where you are in the process, you're not going to be able to move forward. You're not going to be able to accomplish your goals. And then you're going to be, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. And then your self-esteem is going to be lower because you're not going to be able to move forward and do anything about it. And remember, Building self-esteem and being conscious is not just about awareness, but about action. So you need to be taking the right action steps. And guess what? We've already given you the right action steps because you should be doing TRIPS 30-Day Challenge. You should be doing TRIPS 30-Day Challenge, right? That should be helping you tremendously because that's you taking action and moving through and being able to confront these fears and face these fears head on. So more ideas for you in terms of helping you figure out where you are and in terms of being conscious of where you are with your goals and your projects, well, ask yourself these questions. Where are you in the process of meeting and attracting women? Can you approach? Can you get a girl's number? Are you able to get her on a date? Have you asked a girl out that you want to ask out? Have you been successful in any relationships? Are you thinking that you're doomed in the relationship that you're in right now? Right? So these are all good questions for you to answer, to figure out where you are in the process. You need to be conscious and aware of where you are in the process of anything that you're trying to achieve. 
If you're not, then you won't move forward and you'll be stuck. And then again, it's going to hurt your self-esteem because you're not taking action, doing the things that are going to help you. And by the way, again, we'll get into mistakes and, and messing up very soon here. Because I know a lot of you guys are fearing messing up. Of course, building self-esteem isn't going to be this perfect route. You're not going to just all of a sudden do everything right. That's not how it works, right? So another thing here, excuse me, besides being conscious of where you are relative to your goals and your projects, is being receptive to new knowledge and willing to examine old assumptions. So this is kind of similar to what I said earlier about about reaching out toward relevant facts. But this is a little bit different, okay? So this is being receptive to the new things that come at you, whether you choose or not, and then being willing to look back and say, hmm, I assume that this thing was either true or false. Will I be willing to to challenge old beliefs? Can I be willing of that? Can I be conscious of that? Can I be so conscious and so aware of what's going on that I'm going to take my consciousness to the next level and be so aware that I'm going to be able to go back and and think about how I used to think about things? So this might be kind of like, whoa, where is Trip going with this? But I'll give you an example right now. Will you be receptive to the knowledge that the idea of meeting women on a scheduled basis isn't so weird? Or maybe doing this TRIPS 30-day challenge isn't so weird. Or maybe studying this stuff and being here watching this stuff isn't so weird. I know that a lot of people think, oh, why do I have to be the guy to watch this stuff? Why can't I just know how to be able to meet women? Why can't I just have a girlfriend right now? Why can't I just approach? I see other guys do it. I got to sit here on a Tuesday late afternoon or whatever time zone you're in, and I got to watch this. How pathetic am I that I have to watch this stuff? Why can't I just know it? Why can't I just have the results right now? This is so weird that I got to go out and approach women and practice this stuff. I have to study this stuff. And I'm doing this weird 30-day challenge from this goofy-looking guy in glasses. Ah. But is any of that mindset going to help you? No. It's not. It's going to keep you stuck. So I'm asking you, can you be receptive to the new knowledge that's in front of you, can be receptive to learning something new, to challenge old beliefs, and to say, hey, maybe if I do something new here and learn something new, maybe I'll be able to see a result in my life that will make me feel good, that will raise my self-esteem, make me feel better. And let me ask you this, going back to the components of self-esteem, can you ask yourself, am I worthy of this information? You're saying, which is basically saying, am I worthy of being happy? If you're watching this and you're learning this stuff and you're giving this a shot, there's a lot of you watching right now, almost 100 people at this point. Well, you do have some sense of worthiness of happiness because you're trying to be happy. You want to be happy because you're watching this and trying to learn it. Right? And now one of the last parts here is being willing to see and correct mistakes. Right, so we've kind of flowed all the way to this point, to the point where you're like, all right, all right, I'll go, I'll do, I'll be receptive to the knowledge, I'll figure out where I am in the process, you know, I'll, I'll notice the things that are trying to stop me, but, but what if I screw up? What if I get rejected? What if I mess up? Well, that's okay. Let's now take it to the point where we're conscious and we're aware of being willing to see the mistake and then just correct it, not having an attachment to it, Okay. The second you tie your self-esteem and your worth to whether or not you make an error, that's when problems arise, okay? You have to be conscious of the error and then make the necessary adjustments. But the problem is, is the second you tie your self-esteem to that, you're doomed. I mean, you're screwed because you're not going to be right all the time. No one has ever succeeded in anything without failing. I think I made that quote up. I don't know if that's an actual quote, but quote me on that. No one has ever succeeded without failing. You have to fail. It's not possible, no matter what. Anything that anyone has ever achieved in the history of time has always failed at least once. And I don't like using that word because failure is a very um, all-encompassing kind of word. It's not like that. It's called these mistakes. 
everyone has always made a mistake in order to get to the point where they've succeeded. So I'm asking you, can you be willing to look over the mistake with non-judgment? Let's not tie your self-esteem to it. Let's not tie your worth to it. And then just be conscious, okay, there was a mistake. Now I'm going to just do whatever I need to do to fix it. What are the things I need to do to fix it and move forward? And in this specific case, well, I have some things for you, right? I've already given you Trip's 30-day challenge. We've already went over a lot of things, you know, with in terms of meditation. We talked about meditation. Well, that's one thing that you're, you can do, right? That's one step you can take. That's a practical step in reality is meditating or going to therapy, doing Trip's 30-day challenge in order to feel more relaxed, more comfortable, and moving forward in this journey of being able to meet and attract more women. So you have to be very conscious of that. Okay. Next is the idea of self-examination. So again, we're building, building, building here. We're going even deeper. Self-examination, which is all about asking yourself the right questions to be aware of all the areas of your life. So again, moving deeper into being conscious and aware of not just the mistakes and the goals, but all the areas of your life. Self-examination. If you have the book, I'm turning to page 79. If you don't, don't worry, because I'm just going to read something out loud here. Uh, something that I really, I can't paraphrase because he does it perfectly. And basically, it's about examining all the different areas of your life and asking yourself the questions in order to be more conscious of what's going on. People who are unconscious, right? Not literally who are sleeping, but who are unconscious will be stuck. And we've already given you, uh, just by saying this to you, we're making you more conscious. It's the awareness of being aware. So meta. (laughs) But the awareness of being aware is already helping you become more aware. So again, asking yourself these questions. Do I know what I'm feeling at any particular moment? Do I recognize the impulses from which my actions spring? Do I notice if my feelings and actions are congruent? Do I know what needs... Do I know what needs or desires I may be trying to satisfy? Do I know what I actually want in a particular encounter with another person? Do I know what my life is about? Is the program I'm living one I accepted uncritically from others, or is it genuinely of my own choosing? Do I know what I'm doing when I particularly like myself and what I'm doing when I don't? Right? These are the questions of self-examination. By the way, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed here. I can see someone being like, whoa, I got to answer all these questions. I got to be conscious of all these areas in my life. You know, right now, no, you don't, this is not something that this is a practice that occurs for the rest of your life of always asking yourself those questions. Because when you ask yourself those questions, when you do a self-examination, you start to uncover a lot of where the fear comes from, where the pain comes from, where the problems are coming from. We start to uncover a lot when we ask ourselves these questions. So it's not that you have to ask yourself the questions that just listed, but it's a good step in starting to become more aware and asking yourself so you can uncover, excuse me, <coughs> uncover what's going on. Uncover what's going on in your life. And then, and then knowing what steps you need to move forward because Hopefully, you feel worthy of happiness. I think a lot of people who might be unhappy, who start to take action and try to be happy anyways, once they feel happiness, they might feel so good that it might actually sucker punch them into being like, wow, happiness is awesome. I want this and I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve a life of happiness. Because it's amazing. And you probably want what's amazing for yourself, right? I hope so. So think about all the different areas of your life. Ask yourself those questions. Now we're going to take this even further. If you're like, uh, Trip, oh my God, you just asked a bunch of questions. I still don't really know what to do with this information. Well, I have a tool that was given to us in the book that I paraphrased here that's going to help you out in terms of getting you on this level of being more conscious and identifying these issues. Of course, you could have just done it with the questions I just asked, but let's make it even more specific and let's take it more in terms of your life. It's called the sentence completion tool. 
Okay, this is a way to help you live more consciously because it's going to bring awareness into your life and it only takes 15 to 20 minutes per day. So I think that you're going to like this a lot. Okay, so here's what we do. When we wake up in the morning, either write this down, pen and paper, record it, audio, or you know, type it on your phone or computer, whatever is best for you, easier for you. In the book, he actually recommends doing a recording of an audio so you can go back and listen to it. But anyway is fine. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna complete these sentences. So when you wake up, you're gonna complete these five sentences here, okay? And by the way, he says in the book, don't think too hard. This should not take you more than five to 10 minutes. And you got to do it quick. You're going to complete the sentences very quickly. So don't overthink it. Don't think too hard. There is no right answer. If you repeat yourself, it's okay. So really, you can't fail here, okay? So the first thing that comes to your mind, you're going to answer and finish the sentence. Living consciously to me means blank. Okay, and then you'll write that down or say it or whatever it is. Living consciously to me means blank, which you should know by now, or you should have some ideas because we just went over a bunch of stuff. Okay, here's the other four. If I bring 5% more awareness to my activities today, blank. There's no right answer. Just finish that sentence. If I bring 5% more awareness to my activities today, then what? If I bring 5% more awareness to my most important relationships, then what? Next one is if I bring 5% more awareness to how I deal with people today, fill in the blank. Last one is if I bring 5% more awareness to any issue you want. What is an issue that you're already conscious of or aware of? Girls, girl problems, anxiety, Right? Insert the issue here, whatever it is. Okay, so those five things don't take a long time. Write that down. That's what you do when you wake up. Now, either before you go to bed or after your day's activities, you're going to do another sentence completion. Again, no more than five to 10 minutes. And if you're doing more than that, you're doing it wrong. You're thinking too hard. So just make it very quick. Okay, it should be quick. It's not like you get more points for spending an hour on this. Okay. We want to just do something very simple, easy, just to get it done. So again, this is what you're going to say at the end of the day. When I reflect on how I feel, when I reflect on how I would feel if I lived more consciously, fill in the blank. When I reflect what happens when I bring 5% more awareness to my activities, when I reflect on what happens when I bring 5% more awareness to my most important relationships, fill in the blank. When I reflect on what happens when I bring 5% more awareness to whatever that issue was. So again, right now we're reflecting. We're reflecting on, on what it's like and what happens when I actually do this. We're reflecting on what happened when you actually brought 5%, just a tiny amount of more awareness into all these things. Right? So it's asking to reflect on it. So this is the sentence completion tool. Very important for you to do this. So if you're wondering how do you take you know, today's video and, and put this into action, becoming more conscious, because that's pillar one, practicing a more conscious life, this is what you do. And I believe this is the first step in raising your self-esteem. And again, why do we want to raise our self-esteem? Because when we raise our self-esteem, when we feel better about ourselves, fear has a very difficult time living in that mentality and in that reality. And of course, it's bigger than fear. We raise our self-esteem because we want to feel happy in this world, because we feel we're worthy of it, and because we want to live a happy life and accomplish the goals that we want. So remember, this isn't just about women and dating, right? This is about everything. This can be about everything in your life right? Other things, bringing more awareness to your emotions, to your priorities, to your concerns, to depression, to insecurities, to goals, to the outcomes of your actions, all those different things. So think about how you can bring awareness into that, starting with this sentence completion tool. So what I want to do now is I want to offer you the chance to ask me a question. 
So I don't know if there's questions from before, but if there's questions now, I'm here to take them only related to what we talked about today. So again, this is only about what we're talking about today in terms of raising your consciousness, maybe some general things about self-esteem, although we're going to be going over self-esteem in general for the next six weeks here. Um, but, but any questions that you have, any questions that you have, uh, let's go over that right now. Okay, so Jordan said, how much would you connect diet and what you eat to being aware and self-esteem? That's a great question. Well, when it comes to diet and health, right, I'm not going to go into the intricacies of what it means to eat healthy because that's not what this program is about. Um, you can look that stuff up online. Um, but if you think about it this way, eating healthy and diet and exercising, you're going to want to do those things if you feel worthy of happiness. Because we all know that when we eat like crap, when we don't exercise, when we don't step outside, get a little sun, when we don't take care of our bodies or take care of our minds because what we eat and put in our body affects our minds too, we're not as happy. We're lazier. We don't feel as accomplished. We feel sick. We get sick, right? We're not taking the proper nutrients into our bodies. So we end up ruining our bodies. You know, doing drugs or smoking is the same thing, right? It's doing these things to our body that are bad that make us feel crappy. So how is that all connected to self-esteem? Well, if you're eating unhealthy, if you're not exercising, you're not taking care of the temple that is your body, well, then what you're doing is you're basically saying to yourself, I'm not worthy of happiness because I don't care. And you might be thinking, well, Trip, I get very happy when I eat crappy food. I get happy when I smoke a cigarette. I get happy when I drink on the weekends. Yes, you do, I'm sure. But again, it's filling that empty hole. You're happy for a very small amount of time. But then what ends up happening is, is it becomes this downward spiral. Sure, if you smoke one cigarette your entire life, it's not going to affect you. But if you look to the cigarette or you look to the food or the drug or the addictions or those things to bring you more and more happiness, well, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So my question to you is, do you feel worthy enough to take care of yourself so you can invest in your future happiness? Because that's what you're doing when you're taking care of your body, eating right, exercising, not doing drugs, is you're investing in your future happiness because you know that that stuff is bad for you. I don't have to tell you that. Hopefully you already know that, right? That stuff is, is not good for you. So it's about investing in your future happiness. And if you feel that you have high self-esteem or want self-esteem, then maybe you shouldn't be doing those things that are bad for your body. Uh, someone said, you talked a little bit about meditation. Do you think yoga helps in the same way? Uh, yeah, absolutely, because yoga is meditation in a sense. It's like a form of meditation, at least from what I know of it. I've only done yoga a few times. I'm not an expert, but from what I know of yoga, it is a form of meditation and a way of uh, being more aware of what's going on in your body because you're doing these poses and you're focusing on these poses, which are good for your body and good for your mind. So yeah, yoga in sense is meditation. Someone said, what if I feel like women are evil when I'm conscious? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, the fact that you are aware of it is great. You know, do I love that you think that women are evil? No, we'll tackle that in a second. They're not evil. Um, but the fact that you're aware of it is a great step. So I'm going to say, at least on a positive note, that is good that you are uh, aware of that thought. But I ask you to challenge that thought. It is not a rational thing to say that women are evil because even if you've only had experiences or bad or poor experiences with women, that doesn't mean that everyone else has. I can say to you that I don't think women are evil because I've had many, many interactions with many women. I have a girlfriend right now. She's not evil, right? So I want you to be open-minded. And now, now what we're doing is you're hearing what I'm saying about challenging your belief on that. And you know, it's going to be up to, up to you to believe if women are evil or not, which again, they're not, but but at least I want you to be in the moment here to be receptive to the knowledge that I'm, I'm feeding you or to the ideas, right? This is, again, being conscious. So being conscious of your thought and then being conscious of what I'm saying to you and saying, hey, am I willing to challenge my old assumptions of, of these beliefs? So very good question there. 
And I hope that you can learn to get to a place where you believe that women are not evil. Um, I'm sorry if you've had any experiences in your past or present that are causing you to believe that, but it is not the truth. Gabe says, how much time does it take to get used to the change of self-esteem? Well, here's the reality is that changing your self-esteem for some people will be very quick and for others, it will take a very long time. So there is no right answer. And I don't want you to be upset or discouraged if you're the person where it takes a long time. Everyone is different. Everyone has grown up in different ways. Everyone has lived different experiences and everyone is just in different situations in their life. So really it's going to be different for everyone, not because of luck or, or being uh, unlucky, but because of the situation that you're in. You might have to work a little bit harder because of the experiences you had in your childhood, right? You might have to work a little bit harder due to some factors, but that doesn't mean that's not possible for you. It just means that there's more work and different work to be done. And also it depends on how much you want to focus on it. So really it could be a, it could absolutely be a quicker experience for you, even if you you know, have had rough experiences maybe in your childhood or or other experiences in your life that make it tough for you to raise your self-esteem. But if you're working at it constantly because you know you're worthy of happiness, well, then the process is going to be faster for you. So my question to you is, have you done thir- uh, Trips 30-Day Challenge? Have you worked on that? Are you going to do uh, the sentence completion tool? Or are you going to put it aside? Well, if you put it aside, it's going to take you a lot longer. But if you start working on it and taking action then you'll be able to start raising your self-esteem faster. Okay, Tyler said, what if you don't feel worthy of happiness regardless of outside factors? That's okay. If you felt worthy of happiness, then you'd have the self-esteem and you probably wouldn't need to watch this, right? So, I mean, I think a lot of people feel most, I'm going to guess most people feel worthy of happiness and the other part of the other component of self-esteem facing life's challenges is probably most people's problem. But, um, but then again, I could be wrong here. You know, that's just my opinion. But either way, um, what if you don't feel worthy of happiness? Well, still, you take these, you become conscious of that, become aware of that, and you say, how can I fix that? You say, how can I fix that? Well, how can you fix that? Well, you start taking action and doing these things that I'm telling you, right? Again, that's what conscious is being conscious is all about. It's being aware of it and then taking action on it. So again, it's kind of a vicious cycle here. You know, hopefully you don't get into the place where you're like, well, I'm not going to do the self sentence completion tool. I'm not going to do trips 30 day challenge. I'm not going to watch more of this information or learn this stuff because I don't feel worthy of happiness. Here's the thing is that somewhere deep down, if you're watching this, you do feel worthy of happiness because you're here. So you can't say in, 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 a, in a total, no, I don't feel worthy of happiness. You, you do. You do on some level because you're here or else if you didn't, you'd be in a corner somewhere crying and just not doing anything with your life, but you're here. So something's going on, right? Something's happening. You feel worthy on some level. So if you feel this much, let's move that a little bit further by taking action and doing the things that you need to do, which we've discussed here. Nightside said, I feel like I know what is bad and where I struggle, but it is so much. I just don't know how to start. I just sometimes try small steps, but always fall back and don't see improvement. Well, the whole thing here is that you have to take small steps. And he talks about this in the book. That's why, remember in the sentence completion tool, I said 5%, right? That's not an accident. He put 5% on there because in order to raise your self-esteem, you need to take small, actionable items, small ones that you can complete. So I guess night sight, I'd be asking you, you know, what are the steps you're taking? Because the steps you're taking might not be small enough. Right, so in any area of your life that you want to get better at, and this, you know, we're talking about raising your self-esteem here, but we're talking also about getting better at different areas in your life and the goals that you have. Well, you know, can we make the steps that much smaller? And then you're saying, okay, well, what if I fail those small steps? Well, now we're just conscious of it. Okay, you're conscious of it. We're going back to what I said earlier about being willing to see and correct your mistakes. And so what is the mistake you're making? Don't think about it as, oh, I failed again. I failed even at the smallest mistake or the smallest step, right? I made a mistake on the smallest step. I suck, I suck, I suck. No, it's about not about that, right? Once you get stuck in that zone, you're done, you're gone. So think about what is it that I can do to fix that mistake? 
And it should be somewhat easy. It should be relatively easy because we're taking small steps here. So I hope that helps. Mahad said, is there anything else I can do apart from the advice you gave to improve my confidence slash self-esteem in relation to meeting women? Well, the thing is, is if you're working on this, then that problem should be solved. So you're asking a question in terms of what else can I do? Because you're looking for something maybe easier or different, or you're not connecting with this information. So what I'm telling you is if you improve your self-esteem and you do the tools that I gave you, and you go back into the other videos that I talked about meditation, and we talked about therapy, and we talked about um, doing the steps to conquer approach anxiety and trips through the day challenge, all that together will improve meeting women, okay? Because you're doing confidence. I've talked about that. Right? Confidence is an action. Confidence is an action. It's not, um, it's not a noun. It's an action. You do confidence. Confidence comes from doing. You're doing something. So it's all related to meeting women. You're doing all these things in order to meet women, get better at it. That's what Trips 30 Day Challenge is all about. Tyler says, what was your struggle with self-esteem? I still struggle with self-esteem. You know, I might be better off than some of you guys because I've worked on it, not because I'm better than you, but because I've worked on it. So I might have higher self-esteem, but I still work on it. There's still areas that can be improved. I'm still working on trying to be conscious every day of the mistakes I'm making, of the areas I want to succeed in. And it's a battle. You know, I'd say that, you know, I'm 32 years old of the recording of this. And when I first started learning this stuff, when I was maybe 22 years old, I, um, I think I felt worthy of happiness personally. I know I was worthy of happiness, but I was not able to perform actions, right? I was not able to um, work on my self-efficacy, which is, again, confidence in the face of life's challenges. But I think the reason why I wasn't able to do that is because I wasn't conscious. I wasn't conscious and aware of what was going on. So therefore, my self-esteem was lower. That's why this is so important, this idea of being conscious, being aware of what's going on, because when you're not aware, you don't even know that you need to fix it. And now you know. Now you know to be aware. So I wasn't even aware of it. And my self-esteem was low, and I didn't think I could, I could, I could face the challenges that I needed to face. I was just like you. I scared. I was scared of rejection. Someone said, "How can I improve my self-esteem and stop blaming myself for getting manipulated?" Well, again, it's about detaching yourself from the ego. Right? Your ego is making you feel like a terrible person because you're making a mistake. But in reality. You're not a terrible person for making a mistake. Like I said earlier, it's the mistake that you made that's just part of the process of getting better at anything. So you don't blame yourself. Instead, you think, don't think about, oh, I suck because of this. You think and you ask yourself, what can I do better? It's a challenge. Make it into a game. Really, this can be one big fun game for you. How can I bring these challenges to life and how can I get through them? Someone said, should we attack the fear, not fight it? Uh, yeah, I like that analogy. Yeah, you should attack the fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fernando, you said, how can I improve my self-esteem and stop blaming myself for getting manipulated? I think that distraction is a really good key here. Distract yourself with the challenges. You know, it's kind of a cool way of thinking about it that I'm kind of coming up with right now is, is stop thinking about who you are in this process. Just understand that self-esteem will raise as you go through and take the actions. So instead, just take the actions Stop thinking about who you are in this process. Don't overanalyze. Do the things you need to do, which we've already went over, and see what happens. And become a conscious being by just being aware of what happens. Hey, let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens when I do the self, uh, the sentence completion tool, when I do Trips Third Today Challenge. Let's just see what happens. Tyler said, how can you start to challenge the old ways of thinking? That's a good question. It's difficult, right? It's difficult. Well, I think the best thing you can do is to either have a discussion with somebody about it or take in new information. So if you have something where you're thinking in one way, um, challenge it and ask yourself, can it be another way? I'd like to hear an example of what that might be because then I can specifically help you. But I think one good step to that is continually to take action and watch information and take in new information and read books because then you're going to have new data coming in at you that can help challenge that information. Nightside said, thank you, Trip. I'm quite harsh on myself and maybe try too hard too fast. Nightside was the person who asked about how to um, 
accomplish small tasks. What do you do when you fail at those? And he said, I'm quite harsh on myself and maybe try too hard too fast. He said, you were also right. I have this in multiple areas of my life, right? So we got to take it step by step, break it into smaller steps. Don't be too hard on yourself. We all screw up. Here's another thing you should know is that you're not alone in this. Don't, you know, I think that's a, a reason why people get so hard on themselves because they compare themselves to others and thinking, oh, I suck. I don't have this down. You know, all these other people have it. This person has this. You start comparing yourself to others. Start comparing yourself to other people who are actually in your boat. And I'll tell you right now, there's already in your boat a hundred of them because there's a hundred people here watching on Facebook and on on um, on YouTube. How about the uh, 480,000 subscribers I have on my YouTube channel? Don't you think that every single one of those persons who press subscribe probably has an area in their life where they're trying to get themselves helping because they don't have it figured out. Yeah. And it's not just 480,000 and millions of people. We all have these issues because we're human and it's not our fault that we went through, you know, the childhood experiences that we went through. It's not our fault that we made mistakes. The only fault is if you don't choose to correct them. Someone said most women seem so confident all the time. I think that plays a huge part in affecting the self-esteem of men, would you say that women's confidence is justified or a front? I think people think women are confident all the time because they're the ones who are being approached. So I don't think that's true at all. I'd say, if anything, probably men are more confident in general than women. And I'm not saying that as like men are better than women. I just think that women have a lot to live up to these days with society being the fact that they're constantly being judged by the way they look and the way they act. So I think that women have a harder time, really. And I think that they probably have lower self-esteem because it's really tough for women out there in society these days. It's very tough for them. So, no, I think that we all human beings, men, women, anybody out there who is a human has trouble with this. It's tough. I'm going to wrap this up now. This was amazing um, great questions here. And thank you for, for joining, talking about the practice of living consciously. So we're just going to wrap up. Remember uh, to get the book, if you haven't already, to follow along. We're going to be doing five more of these and talking about the other five pillars. Today, again, we talked about the practice of living consciously, which means being aware of what's going on and not just being aware of it, but taking action on it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take action on it. You have a couple of steps that you need to do. Hopefully, you're still working on TRIPS 30-Day Challenge and moving through it, and you know what to do now. So break it down into small chunks, make it easy for yourself, and let time go on to raise your self-esteem. It's not going to happen overnight. So let it all flow, and don't forget to be aware and be conscious. So thank you.